It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. As I said earlier in the show, and uh, I, I didn't actually take a screen grab and tweet it out. I never unfollowed these accounts, the accounts being uh, Red State, BizPack Review, and Breitbart News. Somebody tell me, hey, even if you were to excuse the other two, or they would try to, uh, why would I unfollow an account of one of our uh, other shows, the show that precedes mine, the news organization that Andrew Breitbart and I and others work to build. And makes no sense. But yeah, Twitter's an interesting uh, social media landscape at times. I'll do that. Elon Musk, uh, by the way, filing a, another notice uh, to cancel the Twitter takeover, uh, citing uh, whistleblower data privacy concerns. And Jessica Malusian, director of the Center for Technology and Innovation at CEI, joins me now. A recent Twitter whistleblower complaint filed with the SEC, uh, the Justice Department, and the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, accusing the social media giant of, quote, extreme egregious deficiencies in its defense against hackers. So what does this mean to the Twitter user, whether you're a user in the professional sense like I do for the show or just somebody who likes to post cat videos, whatever your personal preference may be. So, Jessica, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, the plot thickens in the, the Twitter story for sure. Um, the short answer is we're not sure exactly what's going on yet, but this is sort of another breadcrumb saying that there could be some internal problems at Twitter um, about how they're running their business behind the scenes. The whistleblower accuses him of some of the same things that Elon's saying um, weren't on the level and, and reasons why he wants to back out of this deal. But he also brings up new things. So he's, he's overlapping with Elon and saying they said there were X number of fake accounts. We think that that number is much bigger than X. Um, and then the new accusations involve internal security protocols, and Twitter has a kind of a bad track record on user privacy and security. They actually have a 2011 privacy decree with the FTC where they said, yeah, we've messed up and we're going to do better. So if, in fact, they haven't been doing better, that's one more legal headache for the company. All right. What else? When it comes to, again, uh, the you know, the extreme and egregious deficiencies is Peter Zatko, I'll pronounce his name the traditional way, but Peter for most people, uh, points out in his whistleblower complaint. What else, you know, should we be concerned about? You know, bots and spam, phishing, all those other things are, I would say, not that abnormal. But this sounds much more internal uh, and is it possible that it's access to information that's also a threat if Twitter's security is not what it's supposed to be? Yeah, you're exactly right. So the number of bots is more of a problem for people like Elon Musk who are buying the company or, or maybe not buying the company, the case may be, because that's about potential for revenue. You know, these all these sites make their money on ads, and the more eyeballs you have, uh, the more you can make off ads. And if you're if they're not real eyeballs and they're fake bots, then that changes the equation. Uh, for users of Twitter, it's more about what's happening with uh, security on the system for, for you. So that might be that it's too easy for someone to hack your account and look like it's you posting things when it's not you posting things. Now, that's 
embarrassing and inconvenient if you're a U.S. citizen. But if you are using Twitter because you're in a foreign government that is not very nice to you and is persecuting you and you're using Twitter as a safe way to communicate, that's a much bigger deal, right? And that's some of the accusations that we find in the whistleblower's filings is that there could be real danger uh, security issues for people overseas who are, you know, they're counting on the anonymity that Twitter provides in order to stay physically safe in their country. So that's a really big deal. And that probably has some national security implications for Americans, too. But just generally, as an American user, you don't want your account hacked. You don't want someone saying something uh, under <laughs> under your name that you didn't say or you wouldn't say. So that, that's sort of a red flag for users. And again, we won't know how valid these accusations are from the whistleblower until we see what comes out of the investigations at the SEC, at the FTC, at the DOJ, and on Capitol Hill. Senator Blumenthal has called for hearings as well that will happen in the next couple of weeks. So we kind of want to keep an eye on this when we're talking about what does this mean for Twitter users. You know, whenever someone says a politician's called for hearings and it's election <laughs> season, I kind of go, eh, check, box. That's a good yeah. answer. Yes, I, I can see you've, you've tuned into hearings in the past. Um, but I think that the <laughs> investigations at the SEC and the FTC probably will shed more light on what's really going on inside Twitter. And that's where I want to go with this. There's another aspect in, in your, you know, when you talk about the user Right. And the ability to use your account. Uh, corporations and while Twitter business has been pretty much a failed enterprise uh, as a business model, uh, corporations use Twitter, organizations, nonprofits use Twitter, call it maybe even high profile politicians or whatever the case may be, use Twitter. So is there additional danger there? And when you look at even our agencies, which, by the way, Jessica, I still don't understand how any federal agency allows its employees to have an alt version of the agency on Twitter. It makes no sense. Alt FDA, alt SEC, alt whatever, census, whatever it is. But, you know, the ability to do that for the moment can cause some level of harm or has the potential to? Yeah, I think it certainly uh, introduces more confusion onto the Internet, which is obviously the last thing we need. And I take your point about the alt agency accounts as well. That's not helping anything. Um, and I think that for the corporate users of Twitter, again, you don't want um, – if you're, if you're on there, you don't want your corporate line being misrepresented and that all of these things are deterrence to being on the platform, right? In order to make money, they have to sell ads. What helps with ads? People spending time and eyeballs on the platform. If this is reason after reason why maybe that's not a great idea and bad things could happen, that's not good news for Twitter, right? That's not good news with them ever hoping to become profitable, which, as you mentioned, they are not. So all of these things are sort of dark marks against Twitter. And, of course, they're complicating the question of was Elon Musk sort of sold a false bill of goods here when he agreed to buy this company, which the Delaware Court of Chancery, which is a wonderful name, uh, will be sorting out in the next couple of weeks. Sounds like something very British. <laughs> That's what it sounds it? like. I know. I've been the... waiting for a chance to say that Elon Musk is putting the chance back into the Court of Chancery. So with apologies, I guess today's <laughs> the day. 
<laughs> Glad I was able to offer that, Jessica. What other? <laughs> what, what, you're making me laugh. I'll show myself out. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'll be here all week. That's right. Try the ham sandwich. Um, but but seriously, what about what should? And, and I think your point about SEC and FTC is more valid than the lawmakers. Let's just say that during an election season, I just don't trust any lawmaker who bloviates about. I'm going to solve the problem this time with a commission hearing. But what what should the agencies look into? Uh, and, and you know, from a process, you know, a, 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 a investigative process, what should they do? Yeah, and I think the question, and, and listen, you're right, always with a little bit of skepticism here, that's, that's really wise. Um, I, I think the question is, do these allegations rise to the level of fraud? So fraud is illegal in the real bricks and mortar world and in the online world. You're not allowed uh, to commit fraud. And, and that would have a big impact on Elon's deal with Twitter. And it would be a big problem for Twitter itself, no matter who owns that. Um, that's simply illegal, and that's not okay. And that has to sort of be the central question with these investigations. Because, um, you know, the question of bots, again, that's important to who's trying to make money off of it. But the question of fraud is important to everyone who's involved with the platform. And and this is a principle we understand from the real world. And, and, and that's why it should be applied here. It just makes a lot of sense. You're not allowed to deceive and lie to people about your business activity. So all that said, and I honestly don't think anything's going to happen till next year, even to get started of any consequence, let's just look at it's almost the end of the year. We have elections. Agencies are winding down their fiscal year or winding up for their next fiscal year, which is already underway. Uh, what should we really expect? I mean, is Zatko's uh, allegations going to reach any level of true investigation, say, within the next six months, a year? What do you think? I think the option that uh, Elon's legal team has is they can file a separate federal lawsuit, um, which would be a federal securities fraud lawsuit. That's a higher bar to prove, but it really would take him buying this platform off the table. And that signal might mean a lot to everyone in this space about, listen, if you're not honest and you're not upfront, you're going to have problems, right? Those are real consequences. So I think that that's potentially something that could happen. Now, as you point out, it could just be a lot of political haymaking and nothing will happen. And in that case, I would just urge people to remember that two things can be true at the same time. We can have a social media problem and the government also cannot be the one to solve the problem. So I would urge people to, you know, be mindful of your sources and be a little bit of a skeptic as you read things and, and compare different sources and be a savvy social media user in that way, especially, like you said, in an election year where people are going to say a lot of things and just because it's on the Internet doesn't mean it's true. Uh, that's always a good rule. So whether or not Washington moves to resolve this, I think we can all resolve it as individual users by being a little wary of accepting the first thing we read online. All right. Sounds good. And if you could figure out how I unfollowed organizations that I've followed since they've existed, please let me know. You know, just yeah. kind of work that I'm one sure out Twitter myself. Will be, yeah, Twitter will be in touch with you, I'm sure, within the hour on that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I expect an email any moment now. Maybe a tweet. I don't know from Maybe Twitter a tweet. support. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe a tweak. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Good luck. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> thank you. We need we need to laugh. It's in, it's insane. It's ridiculous. Have a great day. It's, you too. Thank you so much. Jessica Malusian, uh, director of the Center for Technology and Innovation at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, CEI.org. Uh, check out her work on uh, tech. Uh, it's it's great stuff. Great information. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, nine to noon East, on SiriusXM Patriot One Twenty Five.